Hey, hey, it's Andy Honest, and you're listening and or watching to another episode of Let's Rage Cooks presented by the Saxinian family. And we are off the heels of number one Houston's 76 to 42 victory over North Florida. And uh, a lot happened in this game. I mean, we started off. Uh, with a quote that, that Kelvin Sampson said about Marcus Sasser, where you could tell it was going to be one of those nights where Marcus Sasser was going to be on one. He was going to give people the business, and then he got injured. He suffered a, a lesion. He suffered a cut. I believe uh, the school said it was above his left eyebrow, and at Kelvin Sampson after the game said that Sasser required five stitches. Now here's what Kelvin Sampson had to say about Marcus Sasser. Quick clip on an injury update on Marcus Sasser. Stitches. Nasty. That was a nasty all the uh, boxers, you know, they hit you and open up your, right above your, uh, lens right above his eyebrow. That was, um, um, five stitches, he'll be all right. Five stitches, he'll be all right. That was the injury update presented by, hey, if we could have a sponsor there, we could have that too. But <laughs> in, in regards to the night overall, I think in particular, uh, the two players that really stood out, one was Jamal Shedd because he was the orchestrator. He was the one. He did not score a single point in this game, but he had 10 assists. He had four steals. He had four. He had one block. He had four rebounds and zero turnovers, which that uh, stat in and of itself, that stat sheet that he had, that stat line that he had, that's impressive. And then uh, Jarris Walker, who... Um, had his first collegiate double-double of his career. He had 12 points, 10 rebounds. He was one of the players that Calvin Sampson was high on um, after this game and, and really just um, had a performance, had a good bounce-back performance after the string um, the last few days. He said against St. Mary's, uh, Jarrett Walker really um, had a had a struggle with toughness, and he was able to bounce back in this game. But joining me for Let's Rage Coups, as always, Chris Gardner of the Houston Rombar Review. Chris, thank you for allowing us to use your platform, your channel, to be able to stream this live and day on Dunlap. Joining me as well. How are you two doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm I'm disheartened to know that my man is fight with one healthy wing. Yeah. Dan Dunlap. He's a he's a he's a, cook, he's a he's a fighter. He's a trooper. So we're glad that you're joining us, my man. So, how much time are we going to spend talking about tonight's? game win yeah and how much time are we going to talk about saturday's matchup against alabama the fans want to know andy on the fans want to know yeah we're going to pull kelvin we don't care about starting i'm joking i'm sure we'll, <laughs> we'll get we'll get we'll get to that in a minute but i do want to focus on this game because in particular um i wanted to focus on those two players first jamal shed and jarris walker first jarris walker and and Still waiting on, on the clip to officially be registered. It should be ready within the next few seconds to clip. But Kelvin Sampson went in on, on Jarris Walker. And, and again, something he's mentioned throughout the, the season early on, and in particular when it comes to freshmen and consistency. But he said he was really high on Jarris Walker today just because of, um, again, going back to that same Mary's game, he said that he lacked a little bit of toughness in that game. And it was a, a difference in tonight's game. Yeah. Uh, the quote, kind of quote that he said after Saturday's win was he's got to get some more mud in Jarris's blood. So mm-hmm. and he said tonight that Jarrett's played tougher tonight. So that's, that's a step in the right direction. Got to be more consistent. And as everybody knows who watches and follows the Cougs, Cougar tough is different if you've never experienced it before. Jess Walker has a, a lot of natural talent. But that does not mean he has Cougar toughness yet. And he's learning how to be Cougar tough. And he was like, he displayed that toughness tonight. Was he, he how consistent he is going forward? But double double for him going. He was aggressive tonight, impactful on both ends of the floor. So it's a good step in the right direction for him and the team. Yeah, like Chris just said, Cougar toughness is a different toughness, a different type of um, requirements that go into being that type of tough. And I think tonight is just an experience, more experience for him, more repetition for him to go out and continue to learn how to play in that Cougar toughness, like Chris just mentioned. Not only that, knowing how to play within that culture of that on college basketball, because he's still only a freshman adjustment adjusting from high school. So as I was watching this game, I was just looking at it in totality. This is just another experience. All of this is more experience, not only for the young players, but for the entire team um, in their quest to go throughout the season. But I'm like Chris. I, like I, I think this episode, once we get the, this game out of the way, let's preview that the Bama game. That's what the fans want to hear. That's what they want to hear. But before we do, once again, I do like to give a shout out to 
for, for those of you guys that are watching us live, this is Let's Rage Googs presented by the Saxonian family and streaming live on the Houston Rombar Review YouTube channel. And for our audio-only versions, whether you be listening, this is going to be the first episode. This is the debut of Let's Rage Cougs on gallerysports.com. So if you are listening to Let's Rage Cougs via uh, gallerysports.com, we appreciate you being able to check out and come back with us on Saturday when, like Dayon and Chris have both alluded to, that's that's the cream of the crop game right there, at least early on in the season. Number one, Houston taking on number eight, Alabama. We hope that we can uh, keep you around and then hopefully you guys uh, like what we do here on Let's Rage Cougs and then Obviously, if you are listening in our other audio-only versions on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever else you get your podcast, uh, and Pod Slam at Jamma. But I do want to give a shout out to Sponsors Roll, starting with Hoop and Hall of the Houston Cougars Micro Collective. They are the entity behind the Star Pizza Sack app commercials, which if you haven't seen them, we had one with DeAnthony Jones where it's absolutely uh, the best where he's sacking uh, Mike Pittman and, and really uh, – a good segue to our other sponsor, Instar Pizza, who is one of the sponsors of Let's Rage Coops, presented by the Saxonian family. Star Pizza, Houston's best pizza since 1976. Also want to give a shout out to one of our other sponsors and BB's, the home of Tex Orleans Cooking with multiple locations across the Houston area. If you are planning a meal or you know just want to pick something up to go, make sure that it is BB's and be sure to follow them on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BB's Tex Orleans. That's at Double BS Tex Orleans on all social media platforms. Big shout out to Challenge Office Products. If you're in need of any office supplies, be sure to reach out to them at 713-644-4007. And last but not least, a big shout out to the Fritz Kennel. The family owned and operated business that specializes in dog and cat boarding daycare and bathing the Fritz Kennel located at 9513 Yelpendale Drive in Houston, Texas. If you're going out, and need a home for your furry friend, make sure it's our guys at the Fritz Kennel. You can contact them at 713-464-9852. And on that note, I'm going to toss it over to Kelvin Sampson. And here is what he had to say about Jairus Walker talking a little bit more about that toughness factor. As tough as we needed to play. you got to learn to play tough. It's not about talent. If talent was the case, then uh, slightly year we went to the Final Four. Number one recruiting class in the nation that year that had five Jerises was Kentucky. They didn't make the tournament. We went to the Final Four because we had men. You, know, you don't win with freshmen at this level, multiple freshmen. You just don't. Nobody does. Number one recruiting class was Kentucky. The number two recruiting class was Duke. The thing that they both had in common that year, neither one made the tournament because they had a bunch of Jerises. Talented, talented kids that are 19 years old. You know, we'd all like to make our living playing against those guys. You know, they're just not ready. Now, the next year, they're going to be a problem. The year after that, more, huge problem. Because they go from 19 to 20 to 21. They, they go through all the trials and tribulations and wars and battles of getting your head uh, beat in, you get beat up, you get knocked down, but you, uh, you keep getting up. Uh, Jairus has been knocked down this year, but he's keep getting up. I told him, come to work every day, you know. The first step on the ladder to success is always failure. Most people, uh, immature people don't deal with well with failure. You know, and immature people don't understand that it is going to be failure. I tell them, prepare for failure. You're going to fail. We all fail. You know, figure it out. You know, nobody's feeling sorry for you. Um, it's like Emmanuel. Look at all the trials and tribulations he's been through. Look at tonight. He's better. He's a much better player today than he was a month ago. Um, but any time that uh, I get Emmanuel minutes like tonight, it's an investment in our future. You know, these guys are our future. Um, so, uh, JBA, uh, how many minutes did you play tonight, uh, JBA? 19, Emmanuel got to play 19. You know, if Marcus hadn't got hurt, Emmanuel might not have got 19, might have got 12. So there's always, um, there's, I saw a lot of positives uh, 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 tonight. Um, but the big, biggest takeaway that I took out of that game is why the hell didn't Ryan Elton play more? <laughs> we'll go to Kels Affair and then we'll go back to Christy. I don't know, are you done with that thought? <clears throat> Kelvin, so it was a passing thought. <laughs> Kelvin, on Jarris uh, being a freshman and, and playing meaningful minutes, was it 
by based on with need his physical just the fact that what? his physical you no know, in terms of him playing Tonight? and being a you know, and being a freshman and playing as much as he's playing. Uh, was it yeah. Yeah, need going into the season and the fact for me? That, yeah, for uh, no. physically then. No, I just that's one of the good thing about being a head coach, you can start who you want to. You know, I just want to start, see how you do. You know, um, like I said, it's, uh, you know, he played good in one of the open scrimmages, not so good in the other. He's had good games, bad games. Um, um, if I were to put my five guys that impact winning uh, out there, um, I'd probably have Reggie out there. But uh, our guys don't have egos. We, we don't deal with egos here. We, we coach them out of that. You know, uh, that's, this isn't an ego program. Other coaches probably have to put up with that stuff, but uh, our ego is a team ego. Our ego comes from getting 50% of your misses and being excited about that because we did it together. Uh, Jamal getting 10 assists, being, being excited for Jamal because we're a team. Um, but our, our kids, uh, but you, those freshmen have to understand, but that's why you have a culture. Programs that have a culture never have consistency because you're basing it on something that uh, that's uh, the players aren't playing for each other. Our kids play for each other. They're excited for each other's uh, success, and they're very vocal about that. Once again, that was head coach Calvin Sampson talking about Jarvis uh, Walker. And then also towards the end there, he kind of touched on overall kind of a little bit more broadly in terms of the importance of the culture of the program. And you heard it that that soundbite specifically teams that don't have a culture, they really struggle in, in particular being able to get freshmen to buy in in terms of that toughness level. I have a clip later on in terms of Emmanuel Sharp and him describing really what it's been like for him to having to adjust to, to bringing that toughness level um, consistently. But Chris, I'll go to you first. Where, where were just your overall takeaways from hearing Calvin Sampson in that clip? I, I, I love coach saying we, we coach the ego out of players. Mm -hmm. At that individual ego stuff. Yeah. Part of being a Cougar is team first. That's why the five stars, all that kind of – it's kind of curious. This year we have not really heard a lot of the players say culture, culture, culture like we did with last year's team, but it's still understood. The Cooper mm -hmm. culture is predominant here in the program. That's what makes them a successful program now. So that is key. Jarris Walker, talent-wise, we're going to see how he does Saturday in a hyped-up building from the start even can we already go ahead and say it that uh the t-shirt the red red and white stripes t-shirts will be provided for the fans you don't have to bring your own where you know your own attire will be provided for you in your seats get it early be loud all that good stuff hype it up but this game with marcus being injured with laceration stitches and not playing past what eight minutes or whatever it was we saw some strange lineups. We saw mm -hmm. Emmanuel Sharp and Ramon Walker leading the offense. Ramon Walker was not leading the offense. Jamal Shear didn't have not played more than 25 minutes. So we saw some combos at the, the league yard spots that in a pinch might have to see later on in this, in, in this season. But it was good to see the investment of other guys playing, getting minutes. JV playing 19 minutes. It's a lot for him. 14 points in 19 minutes, two strong dunks. He's getting more and more comfortable, and I think coaching staff trusts him. It's a lot of positives from this game in terms of investing for the season and not just being 9-0. and yeah, before I, before I toss it over to you, just one one thing to add on right there, like you mentioned, Chris, about the different lineups that we got to see from the Cougars tonight. But one thing that Calvin Sampson said, even though there was a lot of different lineups, it was understood. I mean, the, the expectations, the standard was still there for those players. And when he was regarding or when he had talked about rebounding, he said, hey, it doesn't matter who's in there. They know what the expectations are and they're expected to to, to uphold them. And that's something that, that they did really want. Today's 76-42 win over North Florida. 
Right, right. And um, and that's why I use the word experience in, in the beginning, because like Chris said, it's an investment on the young players. And Ghost Hampson said it's an investment, like Chris just explained as well, this season. And this experience um, tonight, uh, another game before a big game, it's all a valuable experience to play collectively, individually. All of it is great experience for everyone in totality. And so I think it, it was a lot – good takeaways from this game. But overall, I mean, I've seen what I need to see from the team, from this team against um, smaller competition. Like, I'm ready for the big boys. I'm ready for conference. I'm ready for the season to to really, really uh, ramp up a bit, I should say. And, Dan, to add on to your point about development, again, going back to something you said throughout here on Let's Rich Cubes and even on the Pots Time and Jamma podcast, that's something that Kelvin Sampson and this program, they've really put an emphasis on. And, Chris, that's something that he's mentioned with JVA Francis in the past. Like, they felt comfortable going to him and having him take that next step. Now um, they're still trying to bring him along the way. But Kelvin said at the end of the day, it's the players and see how quickly they develop, how quickly really the effort they give is will determine – one, how quickly they develop, and two, what kind of minutes they play. He said he doesn't pick the starters, the players um, end up deciding who starts themselves. And JV said tonight in postgame that he's he waited his turn. He, he's still waiting his turn. He waited behind, you know, Josh last year and he, because he understands that's part of the Cougar culture. So these players, they, they, they have bought in. They're two feet into the program. That's important. But I want to also mention that uh, guys, we touched on after Saturday's Let's Race Cougs after dark. Ramon Walker played today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Crasto defensive boards, his energy the day on touched on it, inspired the team tonight. It's good to see him back. The hustle he, he provides, the spark he provides, crashing the boards, didn't make a shot, but he still had an impact on the glass for the team, and that's important going forward. Yeah, he has a motor that Coach Samson refers to. Um, Nada got – Nate had he got a molar similar to Nate's as far as the relentlessness um, out on the court. It's contagious. We, and we were just waiting on you, man, to to uh, shift gears and talk about Saturday. So you know you you're running the show. This you, you, you let us know. Yeah, we'll, we'll shift gears in a second. But before we do, I'd like to remind everyone that they are watching Let's Rage Coops presented by the Sexinian family. The Sexinian family is the primary sponsor for Let's Rage Coops for the remainder of the men's basketball regular season and into the American Athletic Conference tournament, postseason tournament in come March. And also, we'd like to remind you, you're listening to Let's Rage Coops, the unofficial Houston postgame show of football and men's basketball and tossing it over to Media Row. Do want to give big shout outs to our sponsors beginning with sponsor the first row. kennel sponsor row. What did I call it? I call it media row. Yeah. Well, I have it, I have radio row stuck in my head. So every time I say it, it thanks for the catch sponsor row, starting with the Fritz Kennel, our partners over at 9513 Yelp and Dell Drive in Houston, Texas. Once again, Fritz Kennel is a family owned and operated business that specializes in dog and cat boarding, daycare, and bathing. If you need to contact them, make sure that you do so at 713 464 9852. And uh, second, coming up second on Sponsor Row, BB's, the home of Tex Ordnance Cooking with multiple locations across the Houston area. Make sure that if you want to pick up some Tex Orleans food style home with you or even planning for the holidays, you know, the big holidays around the corner in just a couple, uh, just three weeks now. Be sure to do so at BB's if you'd like to contact them. Um, you can do so at whatever location is closest to you. And if you want to follow them on social media, be sure to do it at BB's Text Orleans on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's at BB's Text Orleans. Also, a shout out to Challenge Office Products. If you're in need of office supplies in the Houston area, make sure that you do it by reaching out to Challenge Office Products at 713 644 4007. And last but not least, a big shout out to our two sponsors in Hoop and Holler, the Houston Cougars Micro Collective, the entity behind the Star Pizza commercials, such as the SAC app commercials with DeAnthony Jones. Star Pizza, Houston's best pizza since 1976, and a partner with Let's Rage Cougs from the very beginning this year, going back to September 3 when the football team took on uh, UTSA way back when, uh, when there was a much different <laughs> time for the football team. But on that note, okay, we will. 
I guess we you got no choice. You got to wrap it up. But the last thing I do want to say, and in terms of the, the different lineups that we did see for Houston, I think one of the interesting things uh, with when Tromar and Mark, and a lot of it had to do because Marcus Sasser was out. So they, they kind of put Tromar and Mark in a role where maybe, obviously we don't know the answer to this because we, we're not inside the head of Kelvin Sampson, but it seemed like at times it, it, it was really on Tromar and Mark to have to be the playmaker. Now he did a good job at being able to, to get some decent looks and he finished four of 10 on the night. Um, he had 10 total points. So he had a, a pretty decent shooting night, but when it comes to uh playmaking standpoint, he only had to, he only actually, he had, yeah, two assists. I'm looking at it. <clears throat> he only had two assists on the stat sheet, but I'm just curious to get your thoughts on Mark overall. And in terms of specifically that playmaking, because that's been an area that Kelvin Sampson said just last week is, is something that's kind of the next step for him being able to become an overall player, better playmaker. Before he got injured, Kelvin said that Jamal was, was one of the best passes on the team last year. So mm-hmm. he has it in him. He did not have a turnover tonight, since that's that's a, a, a definite positive. It's just another – seeing him leave the offense is another step in his growth. So he did okay. Him, Ramon Walker, and Emmanuel Sharp took turns leading the offense at times. They look like guys who are not used to leading offense, you know, on a consistent basis. But this is – this game, North Florida, sorry, thank you for coming in, getting that check. But it was about improvement and investing in the season. So to have those guys at different times run the offense was good for the Cougs going forward. Jamal Mark will be asked to do it when they stagger Marcus's and Jamal's minutes and have one on, on the bench. And Jamal will have to do that, leave the offense a little bit. As long as you don't have any turnovers, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, for me, he looks comfortable. Um, and also goes back into the experience, more experience for him on the floor in that role. But he looked really comfortable, especially in the pick and roll. And I, so I wasn't really surprised that Coach Samson put the ball in his hands more to let him initiate the offense because I think he can do that in spurts when Jamal and Marcus is on the floor together. And that goes part of him being more aggressive, which I've talked about a couple games ago. And so I think it's just more experience, more all-around um good for him and so he did look really good in the pick and roll picking his spots be able to get inside knock down his mid-range but i think that next level for him is to use his threat and scoring to play make it make the game easier for others because um like christian said and coach simpson said he definitely has that ability and so it's very good to see him being aggressive him to continue to learn to pick apart the college game when to score when to be aggressive when to make plays for others and stuff like that. But I'm loving what I'm seeing from Jamar. Mm-hmm. And Mark. I, I want to touch this, toss it out there, because I was kind of surprised that Coach, when he said it, <clears throat> talking about next year, when he, when he said he knows one player will be gone from this year's team, Marcus Sasser. Marcus Sasser. He did not say yeah. two people being gone from this team that he knows, as in the second being Jarrett Walker. So that was kind of eye-opening to me just a little bit. I mean, it's December. We see the mock yeah. drafts of 2023, all those kind of things, and everybody projects Jarrett to go in the first round, lottery pick. But as of December 6th, Coach Sampson says he knows Marcus will be gone. Mm-hmm. Just put it out there. Yeah, that's something that caught my eye too. Not, and it's a good thing you brought it up because I had it in my head. Um, is that something, nothing, or I mean, like you said, it's just December. It's a process. He has to be able to become more consistent. He, uh, referring to Jared Walker, pronouns, Paul, but in regards to Walker, is that is that something that could it just be coach trying to light a fuel or is that something that maybe we're just nitpicking at it and we're making too big of a deal? I, I think it's something in the sense of players – trusting Coach Simpson in the process of his development and trusting that he's going to give him a, a really good assessment at the end of the year on where he thinks he's at. Of course, he had projections and what people would be saying on the outside noise, but I think for uh, um, the trust in a person who you're with every single day was proof in the pudding who was a great at developing, he's going to trust that assessment and that one-on-one with Coach Simpson and the staff of where he is. I'm at the end of the year. I don't think it's foregone. His mind is made up that, oh, I'm out after this year. Because if that's the case, I don't know if you – maybe you can 100% buy in with that mindset. I, I'm not sure. But I think it's I think it's something there. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that his mind is made up that he's just gone. No, that's he, a great he, he has to play 
consistently well enough these first nine games to warrant a high draft pick. That does not mean <laughs> he won't get advice from somebody else outside the program. Go, man, go, you know, that kind of stuff. But he has to play better consistently the rest of this season for a team to make for a team to, for the, for the, a team to make sense to take him high. In my opinion. A lot of players, too, young players, they'll draft him on potential. And so yes. even if he doesn't play maybe even better or more consistent, the potential aspect of people seeing him and get him drafted lottery. But, but down to your point, and Chris, I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. I think that you're right. If you're in a mindset where, heck, I'm only going to be here uh, one year and after this year I'm out, I don't think you can ever really fully buy in if that's the mentality you have. Chris, what say you? That's a great point. And for – Weeks now, I've said it, he needs to be tougher consistently to be a coup player. If he just you know, goes through the motions up and down and be inconsistent, at some point, Coach Samson will say, well, if you're not going to give me what I need, I'm going to go to Reggie Cheney. You know, and we'll win with, that, without that you. Is an <laughs> that is an interesting so, point. He did say that if he had to choose the lineup right now, if he went with all a players that winning, winning, winning mm-hmm. Reggie Cheney would be in. Um, that's what Samson said after today's game. So, but I think tonight was the first step of him playing tough, Cougar tough. Mm-hmm. Great matchup, potential, lottery picks, NBA picks, you know, in Saturday's game. We'll see how he handles that. Will he shine, you know, rise to the occasion or have an inconsistent game and not play well? And the Cougars can still win in that case. And in in regards to Samson, one of his uh, one of his favorite things, because I I lost count how many times he said it, but he said it tonight after the game. You know, the first step uh, in the ladder to success is failure. He Mm -hmm. says it multiple times. And he said that Jarris Walker, you know, he's faced through he's battled through adversity this season. He's gotten knocked down. This season is what Kelvin Sampson said, but to to Walker's credit, he's gotten back up. And again, it, it's it's a process. Today, it's what barely his ninth collegiate career, or his ninth collegiate career game overall. So it's still early in the process. And again, I think the the, the biggest thing for Walker and for all the freshmen in particular is that consistency, which we've talked about in previous shows. And, and Chris, you mentioned it in this show. And speaking of those freshmen, one of those. Um, top end freshman that Houston will see on Saturday uh, playing for that um, other team wearing that crimson tide red and Brandon Miller. We're going to get to him in a second, but before we do, we're going to hear what Emmanuel Sharp had to say about learning and adjusting to Houston and the toughness, that, the, the consistent level of toughness this program dem- demands. Emmanuel, how, how would you describe that kind of transition just in terms of having to, to learn to, to be able to play at that level that they expect in terms of a toughness standpoint, how what's that like from your perspective? I mean, it really takes 100% of your effort. And just being able to, to sit and see that from the bench, it, you learn a lot so that you're ready when you do go in the game because you know what the players in front of you are doing. Mm-hmm. That effort level, it is, it is an adjustment period, and it's something that, like you said, Emmanuel has had the luxury where he can kind of take a step back a little bit and and gets to see from the bench, you know, what guys like Marcus Sasser, Jamal Shedd, Jerron Mark, those veterans, what they bring to the table night in, night, night out. Now, compared to Gerald Walker, he's been thrown into the fire and he's had to learn on the fly by experience. Yeah, and, and, he, and he's had some inconsistent moments. And I think a few fans have commented on it and I'm going to put it out there. A lot of scouts would be at Saturday's game. I think last time was 35, I think, the number <laughs> we saw. Yeah. So for the younger players, well, hell, all the players, because every college basketball player has a dream of getting to the NBA. But if you know so many scouts are going to be at this game Saturday, you still can't force things. It's still a team sport. Okay, you still have to play within a team concept and then come down the stretch. If it's time to be a closer, be a closer. But an NBA scout, no scout wants to see you jack up a 35-footer two minutes into the basketball game. You know, play the team concept, pass the ball, play good defense, and don't play like it's all about you because you will lose some some team with just this guy. It's all about him. and They'll move on to somebody else. So 
all the youngsters. It's still a team sport. A lot of hype. Fans are going to be talking to these guys from now until Saturday tip-off time. We want Alabama. We want Alabama. All these kind of things. You, you got to do it for us. You got to do it for us. Game on December 10th. The Coos might win. Could win by double digits. They might lose. But as Coach Sampson said, you know what? It's going to be a game right after that on Tuesday. <laughs> so yeah. the hype is real. <laughs> We're all excited about it. But it's still a team sport. And a team, the best team will win. The better team will win Saturday. Since the conversation has been geared for there, it's the time that everyone's been waiting for. Question of the night, what are you most looking forward to Saturday's game against number eight, Alabama? If you are watching live, be sure to chat your responses in our live chat here on the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel. If you're listening to the audio-only version um, the morning after, be sure to tweet us on Twitter, whether it's at PodSlamajama, if it's me personally at Ayanas underscore five, Chris and Dayon, that can get at you guys too. Um, at your respect, Twitters, or if you're watching, listening to this on gallerysports.com, be sure to tag them as well at Gallery Sports. But before we do, we do need to do one more uh, pain of the bills uh, in regards to sponsor role. Starting with, you are watching and or listening to Let's Rage Cougs presented by the Saxonian family. The Saxonian family, the primary sponsor for Let's Rage Cougs throughout the entire men's basketball regular season and into the American Athletic Conference postseason tournament. Let's Rage Cougs, the unofficial Houston men's and football post-game show and our meet our sponsor roles i almost said it again chris our sponsor role starting with hoop and holler the houston cougars micro collective the entity behind those star pizza commercials which segues into one of our other sponsors in star pizza houston's best pizza since 1976 with three different locations across the houston area star pizza is just a phone call away transitioning to our other partners in BB's, the home of Tex Orleans Cooking. If you're in the holiday season, you need a meal to pick up. Maybe you're just in the mood for some Tex Orleans Cooking. Make sure that it is BB's across different Houston locations. This is life, folks. Across different uh, Houston area locations, make sure that you stop by at your nearest one and follow them on social media at BB's Tex Orleans. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BB's Tex Orleans. If you are in the Houston area, you're in the need for some office supplies, make sure that it is Challenge Office Products who delivers them for you and gets them to you. If you are in need of those supplies, you can reach Challenge Office Products at 713-644- 407 and last but not least if you are going out of town and you need a home for your dog or cat or your furry friend make sure it is our guys at the fritz kennel located at 95 <clears throat> located at 9513 yelpendale drive houston texas 77080 if you need to contact them be sure to do so at 713-464-9852 and for all of our sponsors including this Indian family if you do stop by, make sure you tell them Let's Rage Cougs sent you by. This is a partnership, so be sure to spread the love with our sponsors because they do support us in being able to do this post-game show after each and every game, which is not an easy task. But now the moment you've all been waiting for because this is it. This is the main headline, like you mentioned Chris, the, the, you can clearly tell this is a big game just in terms of what the Houston program is doing for this game. I think it's the first time they've ever coordinated something like this. You can kind of uh, tell with the, the, the they're going to do a stripe out, which I know um, you've seen it for playoff games with the Rockets and Toyota Centers in the past with what they do for every playoff game. They announced today they're going to have a shirt. Every person in attendance for this game will have a shirt at their, uh, presumably at their seat, um, that it's going to help them stripe out the Fertitta Center. Uh, last time I was talking to Jeremy Brandon, who does the play-by-play for radio and, and uh, really does a great job. He's kind of the voice for Houston Cougars men's basketball. Last time he said some of the tickets on secondary markets were going for north of $200, $300. Like, this is a hot ticket in town. This is going to be, if you're in this building, it's going to be almost an exclusive type event. And obviously the big reason for that is the first time two top 10 teams in the nation meet inside the Fertitta Center and it will be number eight Alabama seven and one coming into the Fertitta Center taking on number one that's right your number one Houston Cougars that will be entering that game at nine and no where do you guys want to start do we start with the current iteration of Alabama do we go back to last season and that goaltending call to end the game which is something that the Houston fans I'm sure they still have that bitter taste in their mouth um just when they just they do <laughs> yes, where do, where should we start? The current team. Who's on playing last year's team? Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller takes seven threes a game. My man has a green light. <laughs> green light, half his attempts, 14 attempts, 
14 shots a game, seven are threes. And he makes about three and a half almost per game. So he gets him up, shooting high percentage. One key will get him on the three-point line and make him do something else besides shoot threes because he likes to do that. I mean, I think I checked the stats real quick. He's taken almost 25% of the team's three-pointers. <laughs> so one young man, he's got the green light. So we'll kind of see. He's 6'9". We'll see who matches up with him on the perimeter. You know, Jared's on green light. So we shall see how they, uh, the coaching staff chooses to defend him. But I'm just looking forward to the matchup. It's going to be a lot of hype around it. You know, we can talk about all kinds of different things with Jarris Walker. Which Jarris Walker will show up? How will Juwan Roberts look, you know, in the post? I mean, touches will he get, things like that. But, hey, let's have fun. We answer this question right here from Ignacio. Marcus Sasser, five stitches over his left eye. He'll be fine, ready to go for a Saturday's game. Yeah, I think we should start with the guard matchups between both teams. Uh, I think Brandon Miller is probably going to be on the top of the scouting report, averaging 20 a game. He does shoot a lot of threes, but he's a player that can get it off the dribble as well. Nice smooth stroke, has a lot of length. So, I mean, I think Jamon might start on because of his length and his ability, but I wouldn't be surprised if Marcus thought on him as well because he has that ability to get under him and really pressure him and make him put the ball on the floor. He can shoot over Marcus, but I, that the Marcus' ability to pressure him and speed him up a little bit, I think, can give him some trouble. And so I think it's definitely going to start with the guards matchup. Um, Quinterly has been coming off the bench a little bit ever since he suffered his AC. He had some big games of recent. And I, I, I'm, I'll be looking to see if Jamal, like he did tonight and has done throughout the season, can control the tempo of the game. Not only offensively can he get out and get them out in transition and get them some transition buckets when they don't have to execute against Alabama's half-court defense with a lot of length and athleticism. And also defensively, can he control the tempo as well with guarding the ball, making them execute in the half-court set against Houston's top defense. And so I think the guard matchup is going to be huge. I'm going to be see if Marcus can come out with a sense of urgency early to get the crowd in it. And all it's going to take for him to make one big shot. Whether whatever he however he gets it in, I think he's going to be the one to play off the crowd, get the crowd up, and kind of lead it from that aspect. And so, um, I think our two leading guards, Marcus and Jamal, is gonna is gonna be the key to to kind of get things started. And I think everyone else will kind of follow suit in that aspect. Though, but I can't wait to see it, how people are going to respond because, like Chris said. Not only is the pressure when you got NBA scouts, you got number one, top ten, all these different um, elements that's going into this game. One thing about it, big-time players make big-time plays in big situations, big games. Big players show up, bus pipes of pressure make stars. And so I'm going to be seeing which which comes out and play like a star because I, I think games like this where you can, you can really tell what a kid is made of. And so I, I can't wait to see it. Um, I'm very, very excited, starting with the guard matchup. And Jamal Shedd is ahead of the snake on the defense. So I want to say this. I'm putting it out there in the universe. I truly hope the referees do not call a tight whistle and let both teams play. Okay, we no one's going to be at the game, see the refs call two fouls on Marcus Sasser in the first minute. No one's there to see two fouls of Brandon Miller in the first 90 seconds. Okay. Let them play. Let them decide this on the court with their skills. They're tough. We'll see who the tougher team is and, and all those things. But I'm just putting it out there right now. Please, please, please let, let the young men play. Yeah. And when you, when I, I know I mentioned it going back to last season, looking up and down the roster for Alabama and even Kellen Sampson touched on it post game in, in this game, there's a lot of. There's a lot of new faces for both teams. So even going back, I know the fans in particular are going to have that. Uh, it's going to be a, a new roster top to bottom for, for Alabama. They have a few few players that, that are still remaining from that were on the roster last season when Houston played. And even in regards to the Cougars, Marcus Sasser is still still started in that game before he got injured. But I think it's just going to be interesting. Look top to bottom. Jawan Roberts, he, he had good moments in the Alabama game, but he's, he wasn't uh, doesn't have the role he has now where he was a starter. J.B. Francis, where he's having spotty minutes. I think this Saturday, upcoming Saturday's game against Alabama might be one of those games where you see a lot more of Reggie Chaney. Reggie Chaney, uh, 
possibly might see some minutes from J.D. Francis for the athleticism and, and the long arms. So we're kind of curious. You know, we'll see how Coach Sampson have a plan, but then he'll see how the game dictates it and who is giving him effort, and he'll, he'll go with them for as long as possible. Yeah, but it's great thing about Sampson. He let each game story mm-hmm. develop and tell his own story. Every, every game is his own story. He let whoever's that – that starring player in that game, he, he let them shine. And so, I man, I'm excited to see it. Two great coaches. Um, that's a good guard. Another good guard is Mark Sears from Alabama. He's been having a really transfer. good season. Yeah, transfer. He's having a good season. So, it's going to be good guard playing a lot of length and athleticism. And the post players, which J1 will we get? It's going to be against a better competition. Yeah. We'll get the J1. Um, that can be really effective in the post and has relentless energy because one thing from this year, last year, it was one thing when he got into the game rebounding. Now he has multiple roles producing multiple things. And so his rebounding is kind of taking a hit because he is doing much more than rebounding this year. And so I still want to see, like I said, which players are going to show up, what, how the game is going to transpire. But, I think individual, I mean, overall, it's going to be a tough fall game, um, very competitive game, and uh, I can't wait. I'm just excited. Another area that could be key and something Samson mentioned, they're really good. Houston is a really good offensive rebounding team. When it comes to defensive rebounding, it's it's been a struggle for them early, and the Alabama could be – it'll be interesting to see if they can keep them off um, for Alabama, keep them off the offensive line and being able to complete those defensive positions by securing those defensive rebounds. Yeah, I mean, North Florida is not Alabama, okay? But the Cougs limited them to 24 three-point attempts. They like to get up 43s possible. So that's going to be a key if the Cougs can run Bama off the three-point line. Jawan last year had 13 rebounds against Alabama coming off the bench. So a different role. They, they had no answer for him last year. But will that Jawan be in President Saturday's game? Will the, you know, this, the glass eater, Jawan Roberts, come to the Saturday's game? We shall see. If not him, who will it be? Will it be Reggie Chaney? Will it be J.B. Francis? Will it be Ramon Walker? Going to have to be somebody to crash the boards or Terrence Arsenal. Some of these top ten matchups, some – Sometimes a player who we least expect comes shining through. Yeah. You know, it might be Arsenal. So who knows? It could be Jamal Shedd just does everything. Steals, assists, knockdown threes. This is going to be a fun matchup. We're hoping that lives of the hype. We shall see Saturday afternoon, ABC. Yes, somebody put it out there. Jay Billis is going to be here calling the game on ABC as well with Dan Schumann. So this is an, a very – Highly anticipated game on December 10th. And then you know what? On December 17th, we're going to do it all over again on the Coast State Virginia. Virginia. I did want to mention this comment by King Jaja. He said, also, I'm so glad what the program is today. I had finals as a student all day, and by the time I tried to get student tickets, they were all gone. So I'll be watching from home unless I get a ticket. Uh, Chris, going back just a few years, was, was that comment back going back to the Hot Farms Pavilion? Hell no. No, no, wait, no, how? <laughs> No way, no how. I'm going to just age myself. But when I was a student here at Houston, me and three other of my friends, we were the, the what do you call it, the, the rowdies, okay? We were the hecklers. The four of us. Mm-hmm. We sat like two or three rows behind the opponent's bench. That was it. Okay? We were the hecklers. Now we've got 300 students filling up in the student section, you know, race to get those tickets and they're gone yeah. in in minutes Seconds. so the trends the transition transformation from my time long time ago to now is just it's it's great to see one thing we do need to do going forward is make the student space bigger we need to expand it make it bigger more students maybe put it a little more closer to the court just to have a more of a home court impact because i like it from different courts from what i see around the country We'll see, because to do that, probably got to get some more sponsors to pay for it, to make up the revenue part of it. But, hey, I'm all <laughs> for it. I think Andy talked. Who was that? We talked about that a little bit before. To Jeff. Uh, Jeff Conrad. Um, to Jeff Conrad after we went and 
talk to the players after a practice. Yeah, during the practice. So it's it's being discussed. I don't know how it's going to happen. Well, I, I brought yeah. it up. I don't I don't know if it's being discussed. <laughs> but uh, one of the other things, going back to the storyline perspective, I'm seeing something that's been mentioned in the comments. Is that storyline about players needing to prove something? Chris, like you mentioned, there's going to be a lot of scouts in this building. It's going to be a packed house. You mentioned it's going to be a network television on ABC. Marcus Sasser, Jarrett Walker, those are two big names when it comes to the Houston program. Do you think they have something to prove? And if so, who has more to prove? Maybe Jarrett. I mean, he may want to prove something to Brandon Miller. But that's that's my concern is we don't need guys to try to prove something. Because this is not a tournament game. You got 20 more games to go in the regular season after this game against Alabama. You want to play well? Sure. Obviously, you do. You want to step up? Marcus Sass, want to be the closer? Great. But don't jack up bad shots and ruin your team's chance to win the game because you're trying to prove something. Because you get another chance to prove something against Virginia a week later. And then conference play starts. And the NBA scouts, they're not dumb. Okay? They're not going to see, see you play one game and judge your potential on NBA draft stock on one game. They're going to see you play multiple times this season. So just keep that in mind and do what the team wants you to do to help your team win the game. Dan, what say you? Uh, which one would have more to prove? I would say if I had to pick between the two, I would say probably, dang, um, maybe Jerris just because he's younger. And Marcus has a lot more film and more proven, has all the accolades coming into this season. But for me personally, I would say Marcus. Um, I think I, I, I want to see him, like I said, not only get out to a good start, get the crowd into it, but when it, if the game is closed down a stretch, I want to see him make the right play and finish it, whether it's scoring, whether it's creating or doing whatever the game prohibits. And he's showing that development to where he not only settles for jumpers um but he he's more complete of a guard and can get inside and do it from all three levels and so i really want to see him really shine in the moment um so for me personally i i, I would say marcus just because i put i think he can do it and i think he will do it he scored 25 last last year against alabama yeah and Hopefully he can stay healthy, and hopefully that's not something that that um, impedes him from being able to play now. In regards, like like we mentioned throughout the show, in regards to that cut, it doesn't. Sam said he doesn't expect that to be a big deal, even though it is painful in regarding to the five stitches and his shoulder. I mean, the shoulder wasn't bothering him before that injury. It looked like, um, like Kelvin said, like I mentioned at the beginning at the top of the show, it, he said that. Sasser was ready to put on a show against North Florida, but we're going to wrap things up once again. For those of you that watched and or are listening to the audio only version, this has been Let's Rage Coops presented by the Saxonian family. Let's Rage Coops, the unofficial Houston postgame show for men's basketball and football. Uh, final big uh, thank you to our sponsors in Hoop and Holler. The Houston Cougars Micro Collective, the entity behind the Star Pizza commercials, who Star Pizza is also the sponsor of Let's Rage Cougs, Houston's best pizza since 1976, with multiple locations across the Houston area. In the topic of food, if you're in the mood from, for some Tex Orleans cooking, be sure to check out and pay a visit to one of our other partners in BB's with multiple locations across the Houston area. Tex Orleans cooking is just a short drive away. Be sure to follow them on social media at BB's Tex Orleans on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's at BB's Tex Orleans. If you are in the Houston area and you are in need of office supplies, whether it be tables, chairs, whatever other office supplies there is, what is the modern office here in 2022? Make sure that it is our guys at Challenge Office Products. To contact them, be sure to do so at 713 644-4007. And last but not least, you're going out of town and need a home, a temporary home for your furry friend. Make sure that it is the Fritz Kennel, the family-owned and operated business that specializes in dog and cat boarding, daycare, and bathing. They are located at 9513 Yuppendo Drive in the city of Houston. And if you do want to contact them, be sure to do so at 713 464 9852. Once again, Houston number one. Houston defeats North Florida 76 to 42. 
Jamal Shedd, impressively, without scoring a single point. He had 10 assists. He had four steals. He had four rebounds. He had one block. And most importantly, he had zero turnovers. Jarvis Walker, his first collegiate career double-double with 12 points and 10 rebounds. Jermon Mark also got into double figures uh, with 10 points. And Oh, this is interesting. JVA Francis got into double figures, 14.7 of 9 shooting. And obviously, of course, Marcus Sasser, who was really hot early on in this game, had 12 points on 5 of 7 shooting. Before we close it out, Chris, I'll go to you first. Where can people find you and any final takeaways, either Houston, North Florida, or upcoming against Alabama? You can find me on Twitter at VHRReview, Houston Round Bar Review on YouTube, Houston Round Bar Review dot com Houston Round Bar View on Instagram and TikTok. I'm looking forward to Saturday's game. See two talented teams playing in a top 10 matchup in December. So I'm looking forward to that. But overall it's a matchup in December. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. It's a home game. So I'm picking the Cougs to win because it's a home game. But if they lose, the season is not over. So let's keep that in perspective as well. If they win, does that mean they're going to go undefeated? It means they beat Alabama on December 10th. So let's keep it all in perspective. The fans, be here early. Get your shirts, put your shirts on. Be loud and enjoy the matchup Saturday inside Peter Center, 2 p.m. on ABC with Jay Billis and Dan Schumann calling action. But fans, get here early and let's have some fun. Dan, where can people find you? Find me on all social media platforms at Dayon Dunlap. That's D-A-Y-O-N-D-U-N-L-A-P. Good experience tonight overall for the team. Another good showing defensively. Got better rebounding and playing together collectively against Alabama. I'm looking forward to getting off to a good start. Um, I think we really haven't – we put together a complete game against bad competition. I want to see us put together a quality game against really good competition just to prove – that um, we are one of the top teams in the nation and also to prove our number one ranking. I think as well deserved. People are still downing us at home. I'm expecting a great atmosphere. So I want to see the fans come out, be loud, be proud. And um, I, I just really hope our, our stars play a shine right and our team play well. I'm going to go out and um, expect them. I expect them to win. I expect them to get the dub. And I think Jarris is going to play really well. I think he's going to have back-to-back double-doubles in that game. That's one of my predictions. And Marcus and Jamal, and also Tremont. Um, I think all three of them will play well. Marcus and Tremont will be in double figures. Jamal will have a stellar game all the way around. Once again, thank you guys for that did watch and tuned in live. Thank you guys for the support because if it weren't for you, Viewers like you guys, there would be no less for each Cougs. Tony M, thank you too. I had someone say this to me post game. They said we, we need to take naps. Um, I'm doing fine because the grind continues, and I know um, all three of us continue to put in that grind because it's barely December and we're on the road to March. So um, we got a long way to go. Once again, the final score: Houston number one, Houston defeats North Florida seventy-six to forty-two. They'll be back in action on Saturday afternoon, two p.m. inside the Fertitta Center against number eight Alabama uh, Network Television on ABC. Once again, this has been Ledford Coops presented by the Saxonian family. We'll see you Saturday following the conclusion of Houston and Alabama.